Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, Stephen Butler gives advice on making the right decisions to achieve high conception rates when using sex semen, including selection of appropriate animals and management of the sexed AI straw on the day of insemination. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to get exact numbers on this because they're not published by, by AI companies or it's not recorded satisfactorily that we'd get very accurate numbers. But certainly from talking to farmers, talking to discussion groups, uh, interest in the topic, there's been a marked upswing in interest and usage in the last two to three years. Um, exact numbers on that, I, I don't know, but certainly farmer confidence and enthusiasm in the use of the product has increased a lot in the last two to three years. And it's an interesting one, Stephen, in that, you know, a lot of farmers, as you say, are using it two to three years now, you know, initially dipping their toe in the water, um, you know, maybe trying it on five or 10 percent of the herd. And that tends to to be on the rise in terms then of something that comes up in a lot of conversation when we think about sex semen is um, the availability of bulls um, and the team of bulls that are available um, for sexed semen and the I suppose the limitation in the fact that it's not the top bulls that are available can you explain why exactly we're seeing this yeah so so obviously Irish dairy farmers are interested in selecting on EBI so they want to use high EBI bulls so imported semen is you know unless it's imported from a, a country with a system that's similar to ours for example some, some genetics from New Zealand other, you know, sex semen from the USA or the UK is, is generally going to be poor EBI and it's not that attractive. So we want to use semen from, from Irish bulls. The problem is that in Ireland right now, there is no sex semen lab. There is no lab for making this, this sex semen uh, straws. So at the moment, bulls go abroad to where there is a sex semen lab. So that, 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 that happens in, you know, there's, there's sex semen labs in the UK, in, in continental Europe, and, and it, it has been happening for, for you know, at least eight or nine years now that bulls will will go to where the lab is spend a period of time there get a get a certain number of straws sorted and, and then that's it the problem is that for a bull to go to a lab they have to spend a period of time in quarantine when they get to the lab they spend a bit of time in quarantine and that you know the bull isn't being collected during that during that time so so the very best bulls you know it's not very attractive to send them because their their downtime is too long so so the you know it, it's normal to send a bull where there's already large stocks of commercial or, or conventional semen produced from those individual bulls. Um, and, and before they're finished collecting those bulls completely, it's kind of an end of life thing. Um, those bulls are sent off to get some semen straws made. And that's that's typically what's made available to farmers here. It's, it's, it's bulls that aren't the best of the best. Um, important to point out here though, that you know the best of the best are often young bulls and young bulls may not be suitable for sex sorting anyway because the, the smaller ejaculate volume might maybe some question marks about their their semen quality so so the very best tend to be young bulls but once they're two years of age they should be fine for producing sex semen and the the limitation um you know that uh, of the fact that there are no labs in ireland to you know complete the sexed semen sorting you know why is that so stephen well, I mean, you know, we, we, we sometimes in Ireland think that we're a, we're a big dairy nation, but in reality, we're, we're, we're small. You know, this is a small country and our genetics are of limited interest to, to other locations. They're of interest here in Ireland and, and other nations that are uh, intensively focused on grassland systems. But, but 
in, in the bigger scheme of things, Ireland's a relatively small country. So, so to have a lab here, there needs to be, you know, and there needs to be a lot of interest from the dairy farmer side that they're going to engage with this technology and use it, that they're going to be able to use this technology to generate their replacements. So for, for, for the breeding companies in Ireland, it's a big gamble to say that they're going to develop a, a, a sex semen lab or to enter a contract to, to engage with one of the companies that pro provide sex semen, unless they know that demand already exists. So, you know, I think, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, it would have been a big gamble, but we've turned a corner now where lots of farmers are more interested, more enthusiastic about it. Um, so it's, it, it would be less of a gamble now to, to set up a sex semen lab here in Ireland. And I guess looking then to the practicalities of sex semen, and there are many farmers who are going to use it, you know, in a month's time or so. Um, can you give us some advice on how farmers should use it most effectively in order to maximize conception rates? Um, maybe, you know, give us some information um, on, you know, the type of animal you're using. Um, you know, maybe if uh, AI protocols um, with synchronization would be important and management then of the semen straw itself. Yeah. Okay, so... There's a few things to think about. First of all, is, is the bull team that you're going to use. I mean, obviously, you're, you're using sex semen to create replacements. So you should be drawn, first of all, to the EBI figure for those bulls. I mean, try and pick bulls with the best EBI that you can get. Important thing when you're picking the bull, though, is that you pick a good sized team. And the bigger that team of bulls, the better. So, so if you like the, the EBI values or the, the genetic background of a particular bull, you know, that's, you, you might be attracted to using a lot of semen from that one bull, but that's a very risky strategy. So some bulls have a big reduction in fertility after sorting. Some bulls have almost no reduction in fertility after sorting. The problem is you don't know what you're going to get until after you've used it. So, so the, the risk control strategy here is to use a big team of bulls and, and use a small amount of semen from, from multiple bulls. So, if, you know, if, if even if you're following breeding advice for using conventional semen, you know, most herds are advised to use seven or 10 or 14. It depends on how many dams you have in the herd. But the same advice would hold true for sex semen. It should be, you should be using large teams of bulls. So that's, that's a really important thing to, to get right. And then it's, it's which animals are you going to use it on? So the, the, the most popular choice, or at least the, the, the most economical choice would be to try and use it on the heifers. They're going to have the best pregnancy rates. They're also going to be the highest DBI animals in the herd. So, so if you can use it on all the heifers, that's where you're going to get the best bang for your, for your buck. Um, obviously those heifers need to be, you know, well-grown, pubertal, cycling, and, and they've been managed up until this point to give them a, a good chance of going in calf. That's not going to give you enough pregnancies to meet all of your replacement heifer requirements. So you will need to use it on some cows. So which cows do you pick? So pick the, the best fertility cows, usually the younger cows in the herd. They're also going to be the, the best EBI cows in the herd. They need to have passed some minimum number of days in number of days since calving. So at a minimum, we'd suggest that they should be at least 50 days in milk on the day of AI. Um, good body condition score, cycling regularly, didn't have any problems after calving. So you know, all those cows that had issues, whether it's retained placenta or a bit of, bit of milk fever or digestive problems, metabolic disorders, mastitis, those are all going to have carryover effects on, on the likelihood of that cow going in calf. So in that, knowing that you shouldn't spend a lot of money on expensive sex semen and, and you know, those cows should get conventional semen and target your sex semen at the most fertile cows in the herd. So that's picking the animals. The next thing then is when are you going to use it? So the, the important thing here is that whatever sex semen you're going to use, you're going to use it at the very beginning of the breeding season. 
So at a, at a at the very least, it should be used in the first three weeks of the breeding season, and really, it should be used in the first week to ten days, if possible. So you're you know you're targeting the heifers and the cows, and you want to get to a situation where where they're all bred within the first week to ten days, and then you're moving over to conventional dairy or to, to beef semen if you've used enough sex semen straws to get all your replacements in that time. So when do you use it? You know how do you try and maximize your conception with timing of AI? So so when the cow is in standing heat, that that first standing mount. With sex semen, the best time is to a little bit later than what we'd normally do with conventional. So, so with conventional, we say eight, 10, 12 hours after the onset of heat, those are all good times to inseminate a cow. But with sex semen, that's a little bit early. The, the, the sex semen, the sexing procedure is a damaging procedure to the sperm. These, these sperm cells are not, um, you know, the, the, there's many steps during it that are, that are damaging and they, they affect the viability of the sperm. So once you inseminate the cow, their lifespan in the reproductive tract is shorter than what you achieve with conventional semen. So the, the objective here is to get that insemination closer to the time of ovulation. So the advice is to inseminate cows for, or heifers 14 to 20 hours after heat onset. So, so you can see here that, that if you're AIing only once a day, that it's not going to be possible or it's not going to be appropriate to use sex semen on all, all animals. So those cows that are just coming onto heat or, or have just started to stand to be mounted, it's not worth your while putting sex semen into those cows. You, you, you know, if, if AI is, is feasible twice a day, even if it's just for the period that you're using sex semen, then you can try and try and align which cows should get sex semen in the morning, which cows should get sex semen in the evening. Um, but if it's, if it's only once a day, then, then you just have to acknowledge that some cows will be getting conventional semen and those cows that are, that are kind of gone off heat, they're, they were, they were standing in strong heat the evening before, or, or there, there were, it's a number of hours since they were in, in standing heat. Those are the cows that are suitable for sex semen. Now, one thing to consider, especially for people that are nervous about the impact of sex semen on their, on their calving pattern, is whether or not fixed time AI is a, is a useful risk mitigation strategy. So what I mean by that is, if, if you want to use sex semen on a cohort of animals, and this, this might mean all your heifers, or it might mean 20 or 30% of your cows, one thing you, you, you can do here is synchronize those animals to get bred on the mating start date. So you're having, these are animals that if you were doing no synchronization would get bred gradually over the first 21 days of the breeding season. And, and maybe they wouldn't all even get bred during 21 days. Like we have a target submission rate of 90%. So over 21 days, you expect if the animals are all cycling that you're gonna pick up 90% of these animals and get them inseminated. But with fixed time AI, you get all of those inseminations done on whatever day you choose. And, and the logical day to choose is the first day of breeding. So if they repeat, they're repeating on average by day 21. So, so those cows now have two chances of going calf in 21 days, whereas with no synchronization, they have one chance of going calf in 21 days. So, you know, in general, and, we, and we've done these kinds of studies on farms, in general, even where sex semen didn't go particularly well on a farm, you're still, you're still ahead. You're still ahead in terms of number of cows pregnant by day 21, um, even if you're, even if the, the, the sex semen part of it didn't go well, overall, the impact on your calving pattern is actually positive because you've had such a big effect on the submission rate. So those are, those are some things that are, that are important as well in terms of getting it right. And then the last thing which we've often overlooked is on the day of AI itself, like what can we do to maximize, is there things that we can do to make sure that the, the, the chance of the conception with sex semen is maximized on the day of AI itself. And that's, you know, that if it's a DIY operator, this is under your control. 
if it's a technician service, you need to make sure that all of the, the requirements that the technician has are, are provided to him and, and, and make it as easy as possible for him to, to conduct the sex semen inseminations uh, to give you as good a chance of conception as possible. So, you know, things like having all the sex semen straws organized into one goblet. Sex semen, I, I mentioned this a couple of times, it is a more damaged, it's, it's a fragile product compared to conventional semen. So, so you really should only be thawing two straws at a time and make sure they're put into pre-warmed guns. Um, thawing, the thawing temperature matters, you know, 35 to 37 degrees for 45 seconds. You should be checking that. That's, you know, not just dipping your finger in and, and having a guess that it seems warm enough. So loading then into pre-warmed AI guns, deposit that semen into the uterine body. So that's the same as, as, as normal. And from the time that you thaw the straw, the insemination should be completed within five minutes. So that all sounds like it's, it's feasible, but, but with conventional semen, you can get away with thawing many more straws and you can get away with having a longer time from thawing to uh, depositing the semen in, into, into, the, into the uterine body. So it is a different product. The, the, the things that have applied for many years with conventional semen don't necessarily apply with sex semen. It's, it's, think of it as being a damaged, fragile product. It needs to be more attention to detail, more carefully managed, and that's going to help as well with the, with the chances of success on the day of AI. I think, Stephen, you've made some really good points there. And I suppose particularly the emphasis you have put on the type of product you're dealing with um, when you refer to the sexed semen straw. And as you say, you know, there's a there's a little bit more flexibility if you're doing the DIY AI. But I think, you know, really important for any farmers who are dealing with um, you know, an AI technician coming in, that you're having a conversation with them in advance and putting that plan in place. And as you say, you know, where you're using um, the sexed straws, you know, it's generally only going to be for a week to 10 days. So, you know, like maybe moving from once a day to twice a day, you know, might seem like a big deal. But when it's over a shorter period of time, you know, you can put up with that for the, the potential gains that you're going to get. You know, a, a few more things that you talked about and something for farmers to consider is exactly when to use the straw. And and I guess there's a slight shift in mindset as to when is the appropriate time to inseminate um, the the cow. Um, you know, particularly then in terms of the selection, you know, people need to look back at their records. You might often forget a cow that was sick, you know, after calving. So just to be sure that you're picking the very right cows and indeed heifers that, you know, at the right condition score, cycling and at target body weight, um, you know, in order to get the best results from sex semen. You know, something that you mentioned was conception rates and and just, I suppose, if you could put a figure on it, where would you expect conception rates to be with sex semen based on what you've seen in the past year or two on, you know, the commercial standard farms that we know and also then within research settings? So most of the research projects we've done have been on commercial farms. So, you know, and, and that's the only place where we have really accurate data because we followed it all up with, with pregnancy diagnosis. Um, so on average, on average, uh, across all those farms and all those different studies with the sex ultra 4M product, conventional semen was given us conception rates of about 60%. This is all in cows and the sex semen was back to roughly 50%. So that's, that's, that's your, that's your current figure. It's a drop of about 10% on average, but the average is, is hiding a stark reality here that there's still huge variation between herds. So you, you have some herds where, where the sex semen is essentially identical to to conventional semen, whether that's animals being inseminated after observed heats or animals being inseminated after synchronization and, and setting them up for fixed time AI. 
So, you know, I think um, like there's, there's important things to, to get right here to, to give you a chance of getting close to conventional in terms of picking the animals, using good team of bulls, um, AI at the appropriate time, and then all of those straw handling procedures on the, on the day of AI. And again, like you mentioned, if it is a technician service, just make it easier for the technician to do all those things. Sit down in advance, have the conversation. We're going to try and do it this way. We're going to help with this and that and, and you know, make sure that the technician doesn't have to walk three minutes from where the van is to where the crush is. I mean, that's, that's just unnecessary. You know, it's, uh, there has to be some, some um, procedures put in place to make sure that the farm infrastructure, the farm layout, the yard layout, is going to allow that technician to, to, to minimize his walking around time and just, just, just try and get that semen into the cow as quickly as possible after thawing. So those are, you know, we've we, we lots of examples of herds that are able to, by, by following all the rules, um, able to get conception rates with, with, with sex semen that are close to what they're getting with, with conventional semen. So Moore Park Farm last year, for example, um, about 100 cows got sex semen, about 200 got conventional. The, the conception rates with conventional were 63%. The conception rates with sex were just about 60%, right? So you're, you're close to, you're almost at parity there, albeit, you're picking younger, more fertile cows that are calved longer for the sex semen, and, and right now you just have to you just have to swallow that up. I mean, that's you you want to get good conception rates with sex semen, so you have to identify the the most fertile cows for it. Um, but but you know your 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 gain here is that you're you're going to spend total your, your total spend on sex semen is is going to be less because you're 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 targeting the more fertile animals. You're getting a better pregnancy rate by doing that. Um, so that's, you know, what's the, what's the average figure is very misleading, I guess. So, so we've lots of examples of herds that are able to get parity, basically the same, more or less the same, more or less equal conception rates with sex semen and conventional, but there's a lot of attention to detail involved in being able to achieve that. And, and look, I, I totally get your point, Stephen. And, and with an average, you know, there's a huge variation around that average. I guess finally, Stephen, then if we take a step back and, and think about this technology and, you know, there's. You, there's a lot of technology tried and tested, you know, some that can be of massive use to the dairy industry and some not so much. If you consider the technology, like what sort of a role can sex semen potentially play for, you know, if we t take it away from farm level and look at the industry, like where do you see um, sex semen and what it has to offer us? Uh, all around the world, the main role for sex semen is in, is in dairy herds. I mean, it's, it's it's potentially applicable to beef herds too, but but it's mostly applied in, in dairy herds. And, you know, if you look back historically in Ireland over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and even before that, with our current practices with conventional semen, and most farms would plan on using conventional semen for somewhere around about the first six weeks of the breeding season, and then maybe they'll switch to beef semen or they'll switch to, to natural service, which increasingly is beef natural service bulls after that. But if you, if you just look at the bigger picture of what that's producing on a farm, it's roughly 30% of the calf crop is female dairy calves, 30% of the calf crop is male dairy calves, and the remaining 40% is, is beef calves. So, so you know, the big problem there, of course, is, is that male dairy calf, which for the most part is a, is a low value proposition, and in some years can be hard to get off the farm. I mean, there's, there's a limited market for those, and, and on, on some herds, they're depending on, on, on what kind of cows they have in the farm, they might be particularly poor value. So, so some farmers are facing this and have been facing this for a number of years that the, the, the calf crop, the male dairy calf part of that can be a major problem to, to get them off the farm. 
So if we changed our breeding strategy and, and started to rely on sex semen, and this will take a number of years to get to this situation, but if we're, if we're able to target the sex semen inseminations at the heifers, and we target some of the cows that we think are going to give us the, the best likelihood of pregnancy, and then everything else, whether it's you know, the cows that aren't getting sex semen, they're whatever, for whatever reason, they're EBI, they're, they're, they're predicted fertility, they're not getting sex semen, so they're going to get a beef straw instead. And then any animals that repeat, whether it's heifers or cows, they're going to get beef AI as well. And then gradually at the end of the breeding season, there's, there's, there's beef mop-up bulls to, to, to carry out the end of the breeding season. But in that circumstance, if you, if, you, if you can work out the correct number of sex semen straws to use, you could still have your 30% of the calf crop being female dairy calves. But now you're reducing that male dairy calf part to only 3%. And the beef cross calf part would be up to two thirds of them, 67%. So, you know, that, that has a big... Uh, effect for the for the farmer because obviously all your heifers are going to be born early, which is from a management and rearing perspective, or even getting them out of a contract rear perspective is very attractive. I mean, you know that by a certain date, all of your heifer calves will be born. And then also from the marketability of the remaining part of the calf crop, you know that it's mostly beef and, and you know, th those could be uh, much easier to market and, and get them off the farm at a, as, you know, as soon as they're eligible. So there's, there's a market for those calves. And I think, you know, you can see that this year, you know, the, the price differential is between a male dairy, male dairy calf and a beef cross calf is, is you know, it's, it's well over 100 euros, pushing on 150 euros. So that's a, that's a, that's a big difference. And, you know, it's going to have an implication for the, the image of Irish dairy farming. So if we can, you know, the, the male dairy calf is a welfare concern. Um, by minimizing the number of those, we can, we can move away from that welfare concern towards a a viable and, and vibrant beef component coming from the dairy industry. And, and, and a massive knock-on effect on the beef industry in terms of the, I suppose, the starting product that they're dealing with. And it's it's a much more, I guess, efficient animal to finish um, from their perspective also. I think this has been a really interesting uh, conversation, Stephen. And I, I think from a practical perspective, you've given us a lot of advice in terms of you know, for anyone who is, um, you know, selecting semen straws, exactly what cows and, and heifers um, that we should be targeting to use it on, particularly looking at our high EBI animals, um, you know, calved 50 days or greater cycling and no metabolic issues, good body condition score. Um, you know, I think that you know the the broader conversation that you know you've summed up at the end is really important too and as you say this isn't going to happen overnight this is a long-term project but you know this technology has potential to offer you know huge opportunity for um i suppose the the whole irish dairy industry uh, as well as the beef thank you Stephen. thank you that's it for this week's episode of the dairy edge podcast and my thanks to Stephen butler for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.